Hey, this is Chris. Do you know how high the elevation is in Pikes Peak? It's over 14,000 feet above sea level. Hey, this is Rachel, and whatever sea level is is fine because there's no humidity in Colorado, and I'm definitely a fan. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that was Friday, and then Saturday we were was we were headed to Denver. So that morning we discovered a little place to eat breakfast right i mean literally right across the street from where we were staying called new day cafe and we all loved it and we ended up eating there two more times so yes. three days out of seven we ate breakfast at this place yes and then we ended up we headed to red rocks amphitheater which did not disappoint no I loved it. Absolutely loved it. That's another one of those places that it's hard to describe, but it's yes. There's this tiny, tiny little town. I mean, tiny, like maybe eight buildings on a little street. Yeah. And then there's Red Rocks that seats thousands, and it's been in operation since like the 30s, and it's it's gorgeous. The acoustics are amazing. I can't even fathom really what it would be like to see a show there. Well, I've seen people have their pictures made there and it just didn't register with me because number one, I'm not necessarily a concert person because I don't like to have to stand up for two hours. I don't like a gob of people and that just never registered with me. But when I heard Darius Rucker say that he would play there for free because it was so awesome, it just piqued my interest. Well, and standing there, I mean, even we were laughing, Chris and I were saying, you know, we think even we could sound good here. Oh like my word. The acoustics and the, I don't know if that has to do with the air or if that has to do with the you know, the sound off the rocks or the echoes or what. But yeah. aside from that, you have these amazing views. Like you can yes. see all the way to Denver, you know, every direction are these just gorgeous views that you you just can't really describe and you can't really imagine unless you're standing there. Right. They were, we got there about a little after one and they were going to close the venue at 2.30 because they did have a show that night. And we had never heard of the string cheese incident, but which is who was playing that night. But when we went in the gift shop, in the gift shop is the Colorado Music Hall of Fame. And lo and behold, the string cheese incident is in the Colorado Music Hall of Fame. So well, here you go. And if you follow Taco Table online on Instagram, you know that Chris and I did a little live Instagram post from Red Rocks. And so we now claim that we have been live at Red Rocks. Live from Red Rocks. Taco Table Online, live at Red Rocks. Coming to iTunes near you, I'm sure. Yes, yes. We did wander through like their museum section and basically in they have the years listed since it opened and all the different acts and performers that have played in each year. And I can't remember, we looked at the time, but a lot of the years, the first performance of the year is the Easter sunrise service. Yes. I cannot even uh, imagine what it would look like to watch the sunrise in that from that venue. Because it does 
it faces east. So if you're standing, if you're sitting in the seats looking toward the stage, behind the stage, you're looking toward Denver. So you're looking east. I just can't even imagine what it would be like to celebrate Easter in a place like that. Right. All I mean, music aside, just to sit there and watch the sunrise would be amazing. Uh-huh. And of course, there were people there that were doing fitness stuff that we can't, I mean, we were just like, oh, good yeah. Lord. One of the kids found out that this one crazy guy that was doing this, he would roll off the seat and do like a push up and then roll to the next one. And he did that all the way down. And one of the kids said, oh, he's training for an Ironman triathlon. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and that day it was like 90 degrees. It was hot. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we were just like, okay, whatever, have fun. Yeah. And then we went from there to into Denver and that was the day. Oh, we went to Golden, Colorado, which is a suburb of Denver, which I did not know. Oh, um, I didn't realize it was a suburb either. Yeah. But it's like maybe 15 minutes out of, out of downtown. And we found a place to have a little afternoon snack and margarita, um, before we headed to the Dodgers and the Rockies game yeah, Coors Field, which once again, anytime we're close to a major league stadium, we try to take Grant. Yes. So we did that. It was, I mean, there again, the weather was really nice. The The Rockies are not a great team this year, um, but we did get to see lots of home runs by the Dodgers. And if you know anything about the stadium at Coors Field, apparently the the altitude makes balls like really jump out of that stadium. So there's yeah. always a lot of home runs. Yes. Yeah. Kind of a late getting back. To, I mean, Colorado Springs is roughly an hour from Denver. So it was kind of a late night. And the next morning we had to get up relatively early to go to the whitewater rafting area, which was uh, about an hour south of Colorado Springs. So everybody but me did rafting because I think I may have mentioned I don't like to be wet in my clothes. Again, great weather, gorgeous morning, really pretty river. Chris, you can kind of talk about y'all's experience. Oh, okay. Um, so what was the first thing we did that morning or did we get up and go straight? We went straight there. I think we had to check in there like about 9.15. We checked in, got That was our- McDonald's breakfast okay. morning. Okay. Checked in, got our helmets and our life vest on, and then probably waited around for maybe a half hour, 45 minutes for our bus. Got on a bus, maybe went 10 or 15 minutes up the highway, and we all loaded up and got on one boat. All six of us were in one boat, so everybody went except Rachel. And our guide appeared to be happy that we were six adults who could follow directions and use a paddle on the right side of the boat when she said left one side or left two side, left right side, one, whatever the commands were anyway. It was phenomenal. I have been whitewater rafting on the Ocoee before, and the scenery is just nothing like looking at those rocks for two hours. The concern that I had for myself and for Tim was my hips getting locked up and my knees getting locked up. And I think Tim did a little bit better than I did. He acted like it. 
Uh-huh. And I think there was some relief because both of us came out unscathed and realized, okay, hey, I'm 53 and 58 years old and I can still do this. So I still got it. I still got it. But it was it was so gorgeous. It was gorgeous. So that was in a, a little town called Cannon City. Okay. Canyon City. Canyon City. That's right. And was also close to the Royal Gorge yes. area. Yes. So it's the Arkansas River. And honestly, I don't know where it starts and where's it, where it ends, but it comes down through this section and it has sliced this tiny little narrow gorge through um, miles and miles and miles. And y'all did like the half day rafting. So I, I don't know how far you, you oh, traveled. I have no idea either. But about four miles from where I dropped them off to catch their bus to go rafting is this area called the Royal Gorge Park. And there's a section that has the world's longest suspension bridge over the gorge. So it's like about a thousand miles. I mean, excuse me, about a thousand feet from the top of the bridge to the river below. And it's the, like I said, it's this narrow little gorge, absolutely stunningly gorgeous. Yes. Um, the water is, is rushing through there. The, again, the vistas and the way the, the water has sliced through those rocks. is just amazing. Um, so when we, when they finished and we ate lunch, then we went up over to the, to the park, you can walk across the suspension bridge. You can ride a gondola across, which we did. Um, it was enclosed, but we start, you start on one side of the gorge and go across to the other. And I have to, we have to give kudos or as Melanie and Sophie would say, kudos to Kevin because he got right on that gondola. Now he yes. didn't want to sit in the middle. Did um, not cry or whimper one bit. He did not. He rode all the way across that gorge and it it was really, really something else. And so we rode across and then we walked back to get to the, you know, back to the area where we had parked. Mm -hmm. They also have a zip line. Yes. That you can zip across the gorge. And I will say that Caitlin and Rains and Chris considered it. Um, although I don't particularly consider myself afraid of heights, I did say to Rains, you're, you will have to pay for that yourself. And I don't know if I can watch it. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, I will have to go be hiding in the bathroom or something. Yes. Um, but the line was too long. Nobody really wanted to wait in that. The other thing that you could do was one of those giant um, swings and you would start and then they would swing you part way out over the gorge and you would come back. Yes. Needless to say, none of us signed up for that. That was a hard no as well as Kevin would say. It it really was. It was worth the trip. Even if they hadn't done the whitewater rafting, I'm, I think I'm glad that we, you know, were in that area. Yes. Um, while we were, after we finished, we, they were finished, we had finished the gondola ride and we had walked back across the bridge 
and I was really fine. The bridge is, is you know, there's plenty, like there's real lot high railings and, you know, you feel relatively secure, but I didn't realize that the bridge would shake as much as it did. And it was a little unnerving. See, I just don't even remember it shaking at all. Um, yeah. Well, I had a little, I had a little moment, but it, you know, it was fine. <laughs> when we got back and we were sitting in the little cafe and we were having, you know, getting something to drink, there was a young person who did the zip line and they didn't weigh enough. And so they stopped like <laughs> not quite halfway out, but they were definitely over the gorge. Yes. So needless to say, Kevin and Tim thought that was worth their whole price of admission to oh, see somebody boy, stuck boy. out there. Uh-huh. And so the guy, the little attendant clipped himself. I, all the attendants for the gondola and the zip line and everything, they were all, they were clipped to um, something, you know, safety wise harnessed um, to before any of this came up like they were that's just how they were standing there yes but he had to clip himself to that little zipline area and shimmy out there you know yes and grab that kid and bring him in and like i said kevin and and tim were by that time they were out on the patio kind of hanging over the edge to watch the rescue um (laughs) they were they were every bit as excited about that as they were about anything else. Yes. Yeah. While the group was whitewater rafting, I got to go see the Museum of Colorado Prisons. You may or may not know that I'm strangely obsessed and or fascinated with true crime and criminals in general and the psychology of criminals. And so they had this little museum, which was just excellent. It had... Um, at one time had been a building that housed some women prisoners. It's literally in the yard of a currently operating Colorado State Prison that had been the territorial prison before Colorado was a state. The architecture is really interesting. The exhibits and all the exhibits in the, in the museum that I went in were actually in old cells. So, like, one cell would be, you know, an exhibit about death row inmates. And one would be, like, this would be how a a prisoner's uh, cell was set up. Um, And all the prisoners in this particular building, when it was operational, were women. So, they had different things in there about, like, what the the uniforms were and all that kind of stuff. And I, it's, it was a self-guided tour, so I had a little brochure and, I, you know, you just walked around and looked at stuff, whatever order you wanted to. But um, one of the funniest stories was that at some point and fairly recently, there were some people visiting the museum and they looked out one of the windows and there were two guys that were coming over the wall of the prison that literally is in the same yard. and they thought it was a show like they thought it was part of a demonstration that was associated with the museum needless to say it was not it was two guys who had literally made it over the wall to escape from from the prison next door but so when they commented on it one of the people that worked in the museum was you know frantically dialing hey y'all got some guys over the wall but i got so tickled you know that 
they thought it was a show and they did catch the guys it was like two or three hours later but um very interesting just really criminal psychology is very interesting to me but on the way home we drove past these other these two other large prison facilities that are in the same area i don't know what made me think of it but something kind of clicked in my brain and when we got home i looked it up but one of those buildings that we drove past was the supermax which is a federal prison a u.s federal prison that is supposedly the most secure prison in the world and so when chris and i looked it up we realized that that's the prison where the unabomber is currently housed yes and eric rudolph who is the atlanta olympic bomber um, yep. is there robert hansen who was a uh, like a 30-year fbi agent and um also a double agent it had been caught spying for russia for like 25 years el chapo who was the that's the right famous mexican drug lord um, Dr. Death is housed there. Um, and apparently we discovered there's more than one Dr. Death. Yes. I mean, who knew? Because um, Chris and Tim had been, enough. y'all been watching a Netflix thing. And when we looked up this guy, it's not the same Dr. Death. But anyway, so that meant th- that night we ended up doing a lot of reading about the Supermax prison. It's fascinating. That's what I did while everybody else was whitewater rafting and they had a lovely time and so did I. So it was a, it was a great day. Um, Royal Gorge was amazing. And then Monday was the train to the top of Pikes Peak. Oh, wow. It's so hard to describe that. When we started the, at the bottom of the train, it was hot. Mm-hmm. When we got up to the top, it was not. <laughs> okay, so it went up to over 14,000 feet. Yes. And it started at about where? Um, I want to say around four to 5,000 feet. Okay. I'll look that up. So the difference between 5,000 and 14,000 is the amount of numbers we descend, uh, ascended and descended. Yeah, it's like a, um, the there's like eight miles of track, of railroad track. That goes 8.5 miles per hour. Yes. And it, it's a cog train. So it's um, it stays at a constant rate of speed, but just the change there again, the change in the in the landscape and the in the vegetation from the bottom to the top. Yes, there's one naturally occurring lake on the side of Pikes Peak, and then yeah. there's some other man-made um, water dams and stuff that they've used. They've built a um, hydroelectric power plant on the side of the mountain. It's about halfway up and there's a caretaker that lives there. But because of the way the road is built on the side of the mountain, his they one of the little fun facts is that his driveway is 60 miles long. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Okay, the elevation of Colorado Springs is 6,010 feet. Okay. And the elevation of um, Pikes Peak is 14,100 feet. So 8,000 feet. Yeah. Um, And naturally, there's the air is thinner up there. I really, when we got to the top, I was a little bit lightheaded. I was kind of a little bit unbalanced. Um, I kind of had to hold on to the rails everywhere. You definitely feel like you're breathing heavier and your heart's, you know, um, racing a little bit because it's just the air is so thin. Okay, so this is how it works when we're traveling. If we're all together, Rachel will lead the pack and accelerate at a rate that no one wants to keep up with. So she will find herself way far ahead and then everybody else is just kind of slushing behind. And at some point, I don't know what made me say to Tim, let's keep our eyes on Kevin. And then the minute I said that, Tim looked at me like, you need to keep your eyes on me because I don't know (laughs) how I'm feeling. And I think Reigns might have been feeling a little queasy, too. And it really didn't bother me. So You were the only one. Well, I don't think Grant had any trouble with it or Caitlin. Kevin and Reigns ended up going. So when you get to the top, there's like a visitor center. And they're working on some other things like a a parking area and all. And so there's all these guys that are up there like running welding machines, you know, so there's, it's like a construction zone and they're all wearing like sweatshirts and boots and long pants and the whole nine yards, you know, and, um, at one point, Kevin, and we, we were only up there, like your train is there for maybe 40 minutes right. from the time you stop until, because you're riding the same train back down. Um, so you ha- you just have time to kind of go to the bathroom and walk around a minute, take some pictures, you know, and then you got to get back on the train. Kevin and Reigns walked over to the other side and there was like a, a marker that said Pikes Peak Summit and Reigns had her picture made over there. Um, I was, by that time, I was like, I need to go sit down on the train. Yeah. Um, like I was, I had seen, you know, what I wanted to see and I had taken a couple of pictures. Um, Caitlin, by the time she got back on the train, she was like, I got to put my head between my knees a little bit. And literally almost the minute you started descending, you could, you could begin to feel like, you know, um, it it all went away. So it was all kind of, it's all related to the altitude and the lack of oxygen. And just for reference, the elevation of Birmingham, Alabama is 610 feet above sea level. (laughs) (laughs) So we went from 610 to 6,000 when we went to Colorado Springs. And then we went from 6,000 to 14,000 and back. I bought a t-shirt at the top of Pikes Peak that said, got oxygen. And then it said Pikes Peak, 14,000, whatever. And I literally bought the t-shirt just so that I would have the number of the feet that it was. (laughs) (laughs) Although it's a very cute t-shirt. Although, yes. So that was our big thing for Monday because it took about half a day. And then we 
kind of wandered around in Manitou Springs again. Um, I don't remember where we ate that night or if that was another kind of just snacking late lunch kind of thing. Then Tuesday was like we had nothing planned that day. We actually originally had planned to do the train and the zoo on Tuesday, on Monday, but we realized that the train was going to take longer. So we swapped our zoo tickets to Tuesday and the zoo in Colorado Springs is privately owned. So it's not huge, but they have some neat things. The main thing that we, and that was one of the first things we did was that you can feed giraffes there. Oh yeah. So, and again, if you're, if you look at our Instagram account, you'll see um, a picture of Chris and I standing in what looks like a giraffe that's posing for a picture. <laughs> um, Caitlin and Rains fed the giraffes. Yes. The rest of us just kind of watched, but they were hilarious. They had this little kind of observation deck and feeding area built up so that you were basically eye level with the giraffes. Um, which is unusual because in a lot of zoos, you're just, you're like looking at the tops of their legs, but you could buy lettuce to feed them and just walk up and, you know, as soon as you put your hand out, they would, there would be two or three of them over there and they would walk straight over to that rail and stick their tongue out. So they obviously are well-trained. Um, yes. And I mean, I think Rains and Caitlin would still be standing there feeding them if, if, they had enough money Absolutely. and enough lettuce. Yes. Um, but that was pretty funny to watch. I, and I, th I just think giraffes are funny anyway. They're just, you know, they're funny looking and they're... Yes, they are funny. Um, so that was fun. And then they have all kinds of mountain lions and um, all kinds of birds. I think you can feed the birds. They have several things at this zoo where you can actually feed certain things. We were there later in the day, so we got there around two, and we the zoo closed at five, so we had from you know two to five, and we saw everything. There was one after we got over to that section, we were told the hippos. You couldn't see the hippos because um, about the time we had arrived, one of the hippos had given birth. That's right. I mean, so, just minutes before, like probably about the time we got there. Yeah. Um, so they had closed that section and everybody was fine. She was doing fine. But and they knew she was pregnant, but they had they didn't know that like today was going to be the day. So it was funny because all the zoo people were kind of excited. You know, uh -huh. you could tell they were. <laughs> and we the last thing we saw was the monkeys. And those are my other favorites. And like one of the gorillas was sick, apparently, and was being treated by a vet. So they weren't doing a whole lot. But I always just think monkeys are funny to watch. Yes, they are. So that was Tuesday. And then, um, oh, that was the day we went to that Bambino's pizza place, which oh, was yeah, delicious. Lunch. I loved that. Yes. Um, that was another place somebody that Chris and Tim know had yes. recommended. We wandered around downtown. It's the, it's a small downtown area, but it's very nice. And there's no like giant skyscrapers. So it's really kind of a nice um, little it's area. It's very doable as far as traffic down there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, 
there's a small liberal arts school called Colorado College, and we we drove through there a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, wandered over to the Broadmoor, which we thought we were going to have lunch there, and then we found out that you have to be a guest to yeah. have a reservation. So we just drove around and looked at it. Tuesday um, night was the night that we ate late. We were going to go to a Mexican restaurant, and we couldn't get seated. And Tim, oh, that's right, angry. Yeah. yeah, we let Tim go too long without eating, and I know it, better than to do that. I it know almost better. it almost backfired on us, oh. but we did end up finding a Mexican place, and. Yes. Um, then Wednesday we was we were it was time to come home. We had to check out about ten o'clock that morning, and our plane wasn't till like four. So we decided to to go eat breakfast at our our new favorite place again. Yes. And then we were going to do another loop through Garden of the Gods, and we got about halfway through and went on a driving loop that we had not been on previously. And we got to that little parking area, and there were two weddings going on. That's right. Um, which was kind of interesting because mainly because it was like 11 o'clock on a Wednesday morning. Yes. But then we ended up going across the street to the visitor center, which we had not been to before. It's a whole separate section. Yes. Garden of the Gods, but it's across the street and it's, um, but we need to go to the bathroom. So we went in there and of course they had a gift shop and we had some time to kill. So, um, what did I find but a penny smasher that would take a credit card? And let me just say, I was thrilled because I got eight pennies smashed for $5 and it was a great day. Best $5. Best $5 ever, except for the Arto mat where I spent $5 to use that old cigarette machine. Uh-huh. And then after that, we still had some time to kill. And so we found a mini golf place. Oh, that's right. It was hot and it was the middle of the day. And Chris and I sat in the car while everybody else played mini golf. That's right. We set and in the world's problems. And right. we solved a few things. And Tim lost some money because he thought he would beat everybody. Yep. And so he made $5 bets with everybody he was playing with, and he ended up being next to last. Yeah, that's how it happens. And Kevin was the winner. So how about that? And then Kevin was first and Reigns was second, I think. Um, And and, uh, Tim and Grant, I think, were the the two um, highest scores. So then it was time to go to the airport. We had one of our planes wasn't full. That was beautiful. Yes. All of our bags got got where we were, they were supposed to be at the right time. Yes. I don't. Well, I know Tim went to work on Thursday, but Kevin and I did not. Um, yes, I went to work too, and I'm gonna check into taking an extra day on my next vacation. You know, Kevin started doing that two or three years ago, and it it really has revolutionized his yeah. life. And I'll say that, so I read one of the, the book I read while we were gone was, um, it's not a new book, but that Wild by mm-hmm. Cheryl 
strayed or strayed, however you say it. It's been on my list forever. And of course, I would like to see the movie, but I didn't want to see the movie with Reese Witherspoon until I had read the book. Yeah. But having been, we went to Oregon two summers ago or three summers ago, I've lost track. And then, and then being um, in Colorado, first of all, seeing what those, um, what a lot of those trails look like make makes me even respect what she did a whole lot more. Right. But also having been like she referenced, you know, getting to Mount Hood and different places. She hiked the Pacific Crest Trail, which starts in California and goes all the way to the Canadian border. She didn't do the whole thing. She ended up in um, outside Portland, Oregon, but I just, it was the perfect book to read that week because of where we were and uh, being able to kind of visualize. Yeah. Um, not that I would ever hike to that degree, but, you know, I've I've been on three hikes now and I have trekking poles, so I consider myself a professional. Absolutely. What about the equipment and how you look while you're doing it? Absolutely. And, of course, you now have a professional water bottle. So. Yes. I was fully hydrated through the whole vacation. Yes. And thanks to Rains, Chris now knows how to get them. She got a metal water bottle and she now knows like to get stickers everywhere. Absolutely. And Just put them on her, her water, bottle. That water bottle and go. Which I think you also bought at the top of Pikes Peak, correct? Yes. And they had just little water faucets. You could fill up your water bottle right in the store. It was pretty well, interesting. So that was kind of our day by day. I, I, I would recommend it to anybody. We, um, we had a good time. We were exhausted. We, Chris and I need a vacation from our vacation. Yes. You know, traveling with the four of us is much more of a lay by the pool. Yes. Um, lay by the pool and eat is really and the main activities. Yeah. It's really the main activities when the grownups go, but, um, this was kind of a celebration of Rains and her graduation and a chance to have Grant and Caitlin go with us too. And so it was it was a great thing. Yes, so we're ready for a we're ready for a little slower pace. Yes. Even if you have to miss Friday Night Mexican, don't ever miss an episode of the Taco Table Podcast.